Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There it is, baby. The sound of Sedano and Cappy joining us. George is with us as well. How are you, man? Hey, hey, what's up? Did you know that question that I asked? Who did Wilt pass? Uh, I did not know the answer. I would have guessed someone not named Bob Pettit. I probably would have guessed like um, someone that played just before him. Like, I don't know who that would be on that list. I mean, Pettit would certainly be in that category, but I would not have guessed him as the all-time leading scorer. Bob Pettit's league-leading scoring average of 29.2 points a game. Wow. You said that uh, it's French for small. If, if I would have said Bob Petit, would that have worked? Yeah, I would have taken the okay. I would have accepted that answer. Got it. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Because <laughs> um, where would he be on the all-time list now? I'm looking it up know, here. Oh, I'm seeing it here. Long. 43. So when Will passed him, he was the all-time leader. I had no idea. Isn't that, you know, it was like... Well, it was, then he, yeah. Will passed him when he had 16... He had 16.872 was what he finished with. So when... Uh, that can't be right. Hold on a second. I mean, I don't know. James Worthy, big game, told me that. <laughs> I'm straight up filthy and, and unfiltered. No, no, no. Here we go. Hold on. Let me see. Ramona, you just walk up to you and say, hey, Ramona, you want to hear some, some interesting like history? Okay. No, no, I'm asking. I was sitting with James during the, I was sitting with James I don't have any the game, to give you. At the game. And I said, yeah. how did this compare? 20,880 was was what Bob Pettit finished with. Okay. And where did when when did like just type Wilt, up Wilt Chamberlain all-time scoring leader. When did Wilt pass it? Uh, I don't have that, but hold on. I can try to find it if you give me a second. I normally but, would verify things like this myself. However, yeah. but you're just trusting We were big in game, the moment. James. We were in yeah. the moment needing an answer. Yeah. I mean, he would know. I think so. I mean, he. So basically, James Worthy was there in 1984 when Kareem passed Wilt. Correct. And I said, "How does tonight compare?" And he goes, "Well, this is a bigger. I mean, it was a big deal back then. And in '84, you know, there was a build-up to it. We all knew it was going to happen. Kareem's parents were like flying on the road for some of the games. The actual game where he passed him was against the Jazz in Las Vegas, which was I don't why the game was in Las Vegas. That's random. But then there's those photos of Wilt dressed in his tank top and bell bottoms." Um, passing the 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 ball to Kareem, those were actually taken back in LA when they got home at the like the next home game at the you know, forum. Do you and know I, how many he goes, points he yeah, needed? How many points Kareem needed to pass Wilt in I that game? How many? Oh, I don't know, but but think about like LeBron. It was very dramatic, right? Thirty six points. Yeah, that was a lot. Right. I mean, and I thought like. I was pretty sure he was going to do it that night, and I think I actually said this to somebody pregame. Didn't I say this to you, George? Like, oh, he's getting it third quarter. You did say that, yeah. Right? I just want to call it. I just didn't say it anywhere where I have any record of that. No, but I heard it. But And Geeter heard me say it, too. I just thought, like, he flew everybody in. Like, his mom was there. His guys from Akron were there. There were a lot of Akron people. Yeah, and I heard also that there were a couple people who were there that were not going to be there Thursday. Like, Phil Knight, I don't think he was going to be there Thursday. Um, from the, the, the Nike chairman. Like, it was all set up for him to do Tuesday night. And... I also think LeBron is enough of a showman to know that he would have been. He it might have felt like a letdown. Like right. if he if he finished with like twenty three points, would people would have been like, eh. well, plus also too. I mean, from a practical standpoint, the Lakers needed to get this thing over with because that game had an awkward feel to it because nobody really knew how to play. Because I mean, we remember this with Kobe's last game. Yeah, like everybody on the floor was just out there feeding Kobe because they wanted Kobe to put on a show for his last game. The difference is, other than you wanted Kobe to go out with a W, there were no stakes in that game. This game had actual stakes because the Lakers need to try to get back in the play-in mix. So I I think in a lot of ways it was better off for the Lakers to have LeBron do this on Tuesday in addition to to you know LeBron's right. own personal record, right? I and by the, the way, I have it here. Wilt broke the record, um, February fourth, nineteen six, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, nineteen sixty six, when he was with the Sixers against the Celtics. He did it in only seven seasons. Which wow, is insane. <laughs> man, that's amazing. What was the point? But total, did it George? say who he passed? 
It was. Uh, it, it was does Bob not Pettis. say. It was Pettis. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it had it to was be. Pettis. Oh no, it does say it, Pettis. Listen, Sandy, it is Bob Pettis. I found a story. Yeah. Okay, hold yeah. on. We have it was a bit Bob of... Pettis. Yeah. Okay, so James Worthy was right. We By the way, that season. Uh, um, I mean, the, I mean, if you think about it, seven seasons is insane. So Andy's yeah. wow is right. But remember, he did average fifty points a game one season. I know. But what was okay. the point total at the time? What did he break? So it was twenty thousand eight hundred eighty. Wow. He scored 41 points in a game to pass Bob Pettit as the 76ers beat the Pistons in Detroit. 149 to 123. Oh, yeah. he led the, yeah, this is amazing. By the way, yeah. Bob Pettit passed Dolph Shays to I become the all-time scorer. Oh, leader. I remember that. Yeah, sure. No, you don't. No, you're right. <laughs> Dolph Shays passed Ed McCauley. Yeah. Ed McCauley passed George Mikan. George Mikan, I believe, yeah. passed mm-hmm. Joe Folks. Yeah, so it wasn't against the Celtics. Sorry, the picture was against Bill Russell that they had in this in this AP thing, but it was uh, against Detroit. Yeah, against the Pistons. I'm trying to do so the math here on twenty thousand points, and he said it was in seven seasons. Yeah. So he was averaging like twenty nine points a game. Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah. I mean, well, I, no, I, he was averaging more than twenty nine. Bob Pettit averaged twenty nine. Hmm. Yeah, and so, it's not even Wilt's most impressive record. It's no, but the numbers not. aren't that far off. The number of, of <laughs> you know points scored versus the number of scores. Have we, you know? Are we to a place where I can um, read you guys? Did you know, apparently, like when thirty six point three points per game. All right, I don't know how to use a calculator. My big yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Ramona. Read us a story. Story well, time with Momo. Yeah, apparently when. When when Wilt passed when when Kareem passed Wilt, they didn't have a great relationship, right? Like right. they, you know, Wilt kind of put his arm around Kareem when he came into the league, but they had like a rivalry. Okay, and I found in my research for all of these stories, right? Um, there's yeah. a great Sports Illustrated story, and it talks about Kareem's um, in one of his second in one of his books, the book Kareem. Okay, um, <clears throat> he um, it, this. This is written by Sports Illustrated. He said, in the book Korean, he relies on a fairly mean hook to grab your attention. In the case of the book, that means an escalation of his long-simmering war with Wilt Chamberlain. For the better half of two decades, Chamberlain has been whistling, anything you can do, I can do better, at his Bel Air neighbor. And in the book, Abdul Jabbar makes it a duet. He rips the dipper for a full three pages, in italics no less, with words like these under the heading, an open letter to Wilt Chamberlain. Wow. Muhammad Ali. He was like Skip Bayless before yeah. Skip Bayless. <laughs> Muhammad Ali, he set the record straight on your attributes, saying to me, Will can't talk, he's ugly, and he can't move, which says it all. So when I dropped those 50 points on you at the forum, I was just taking advantage of your weak defensive skills. <laughs> I mean. You know what's funny, though? I, I just watched. There's more. I don't want to keep reading. But it, it was amazing because, like, think about this in, like, today's world. Oh my God! It would I, literally. <laughs> oh my God! It would be like front page news. I I uh, saw. I I got a screening, an advanced screening of this documentary about Bill Russell mm-hmm. that's now yeah. out on Netflix. Because I feel like everybody got that same documentary for uh, screening though. Well, oh, I, I actually watched it. You know what? <laughs> Just let Andy have his moment. Okay, well, he felt a little bit special. Well, it's not even that I felt special. It was. I was actually look. The real reason I was bringing that yeah, up is because you watched it. Well, one, I guess. One, I watched it. Two, I was going to mention I did an interview with oh, the director. Wow, be, fancy. Well, I was yeah. using that to plug Locked on Lakers. There you I've go. done a whole show without plugging Locked on Lakers. Available what? anywhere you get your podcast. Five days a week, there's also a YouTube component. But in this documentary- How YouTube shows do? Actually, pretty well. Oh, okay. Actually, pretty well. I Mama. did a YouTube show with pretty, you where I was on my Stairmaster once, remember? I know. I know. <laughs> this, this, this is doing pretty well. Yeah, but anyway- okay. um, one of the things that was interesting in this documentary was Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain also yeah. had a bad relationship. Like, they eventually <laughs> patched the thing up when, I believe it was Bill Russell got inducted into when he, either the Hall of Fame or his number getting retired. It was one or ah, the other. Okay. And they brought Wilt out there, and the two of them hugged and that. But, like, they went from having a really good friendship to it turning ugly. So, they're... Apparently, there was something with Wilt that made this stuff easy for it's his like contemporaries. like LeBron's tweet. Maybe it's me. Maybe it is me. <laughs> I mean, I think that um, I read Kareem's Substack uh, afterwards where he, you so know, good. it was really good. Uh, and it it probably costs you like $4 to read it if you want to subscribe. And then you could just subscribe and cancel if you want to or something. Okay. But like, give the captain your $4 so you can read his story. No. 
It's good. Okay, come on. It's Counterpoint. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, the problem is, is that I'd buy it for the four bucks yeah, and then I'd forget, forget and then I'd never read it again. I'd keep paying for it. Okay, but then you get canceled and you'd be like, oh, whoops, that was $12. Okay. Anyway, um, his Substack was really good because he goes, you know, a lot of people think that I'm going to be upset about this. And he actually says, if somebody had broken my record 10 years after I retired, I probably would have been a lot more upset about it. Like I would have come out of retirement and tried to set a new record. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he kind of like he we forget that these guys are really competitive. Like there was these animosities and these feuds and all that. And I think it was nice that he sort of buried um, the feud with LeBron in this yeah. in this substack. I thought pretty well, and it was like in a good a good version of using all of your own words to do so because he was real about it. It was like, yeah, I've had some animosity there before and he acknowledged it, but it wasn't like a straight up social media dumb apology. It was like really well written and thoughtful, I thought. I wonder um, if LeBron has like accepted all of this, you know? Because I remember yeah. earlier in the season when somebody asked LeBron about yeah. the relationship and he said there is no relationship. Yeah, and Kareem actually addressed that. He said it was in his the own fault. He said, he, well, he said, ouch, that hurt. Yeah. You know, and he was mad at Magic. He goes, no, Magic was wrong. Like Magic said, oh, Kareem's going to be upset about this. He goes, I'm 75. I don't have time to be mad about things like this. And he goes, you know, it's my fault. It's probably generational. Like I, I should have reached out to LeBron more. And I, but I just figured he had his own mentors and I'm older. And what does he want to do? Talk to me. And I, I, he's right. Like LeBron wasn't going to want to talk to Kareem and, you know, open up to him. They don't have a lot in common. And Kareem has gotten burned on stuff like that before. Remember when he was mentoring Andrew Bynum? Yeah, and then eventually that was going to be a tough nut to crack. Yeah, but Andrew let him in for a little while, and then eventually he was like, "I'm good," and they just kind of like sent Kareem home, and it was like really unceremonious and weird. Yeah, like it, it was, was just, I don't know. Kareem's opened himself oh, up to these. Speaking kind of, of weird, yeah. Uh, Sham Sharania just tweeted that Gary Payton II has a failed physical. Oh no! Uh, um, because his core injury that he had when he was at Portland could sideline him up to three months. Ooh. So this whole four team deal. Between or uh, yeah, between oh, Golden yeah. State, Portland, Detroit, and Atlanta could be in real jeopardy right now. Whoa! Yikes! Which changes a lot of things. Now, uh, James Wiseman. Hey, Ooh. welcome back. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Yikes! Could you imagine if the Lakers uh, had a similar situation where, like, D'Angelo Russell didn't pass the physical and Russ had to come back? Oh my so, God! It kind of depends. <laughs> Yeah. All, all of D'Angelo Russell's bones could have been broken, and the Lakers would be like, he's fine. He's good. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah, passed yeah. him. It didn't matter. We passed the physical. Mm. He's great. Right, but he's got broken legs, and that's all right. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's got to put a little tussin on it. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, th- that would never happen with Russ. I don't care what anybody else's physical was. They were getting him out of that building. Yeah, I, I, I had heard that they were, like, if they didn't trade him, they were closer than they'd ever been to the idea of just like sending him home. Right. Whether that was a buyout or just like stay home. Um, now, saying that and actually doing it are two different things. Mm-hmm. I think you say that yeah. in moments Kind of like when you say that you're not going to trade a guy to his preferred destination after the fact. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I just think it's like actually doing that's pretty cold. Like it's actually saying like don't show up. Well, here's the other. And he didn't, and he wouldn't want to do a buy. He's already, you know, been very clear he doesn't want to do a buyout. Now he'll do a buyout in Utah, or he'll, or they'll waive him. Well, he's they... especially going to do a buyout in Utah. Like right, he well, and, he has issues there too. Yeah, with the fans. I mean, yeah. and they've been awful to him. That, that know, fan right? base has been legitimately terrible. Yeah, to Westbrook. but but Utah doesn't want him on the team. I mean, that's right, right. Yeah. This that's not that was not the point of that trade. And they don't they have a young team. They have a core. Like he's not going to get any PT. That's not, or they're not going to give him playing time. Yeah. They'd rather give to even like Taylor Horton Tucker, right? Where he goes next, Westbrook, both in terms of a buyout candidate, but also next season, if anywhere. That is a really open, fascinating question. Yes. Because I, I, no I Initially, idea. I thought there would be not much of a market in the end of the season, but I think there's going to be a couple of teams that will give it a shot. Um, You're saying like maybe like mid-level money? Like, I mean, for the rest of the season, so you just oh. vet minimum cut or like prorated minimum. Right. And then how he does in, in this like whatever the rest of this season is, I mean, if you sign somebody to a prorated minimum at, you know, who's either done a buyout or been waived, um, you can cut them at any time. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't work out. If it's not going well for like two weeks, you can just say bye-bye. So I think we're there. 
But if he does well in that, then I think it really... So a lot of the question with Russ was like, was it a bad situation? Yes. But how much of it was him and how much of it was the situation? So now he gets to show how much was him and how much is the situation. Like, mm-hmm. we could be looking at a Carmelo Anthony story. Oh, I know. I mean, this is what we were talking about at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah but Melo had to fall out of the league before he was He fell able- out of the league, but Melo also had a different kind of game, right? Sure. Yeah. Like, he- He could still shoot. He, could, he was a good shooter. He was a good post-up guy. Like you No, know. but I'm saying, like, insofar as, like, finding out, like, coming, sort of coming to Jesus with the player yeah. that you need to be yeah. at this stage of your career. Took a minute. It, it took Melo falling out of the league. I think Dwight, before DeMarcus yep. Cousins got hurt, Dwight was going to be out of the league, I mm-hmm. think, a- until the Lakers had to bring him in or decided to when DeMarcus Cousins got hurt. I wonder if it would actually take some time for Russ out of the league to fully embrace who he needs to be if he wants to have a career moving forward. Oh, Ooh. see, if I were Russ, you know what I'd do right now? What would you do, Kevin? Forget about the NBA, George. Forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to pay him anywhere near the kind of money he was getting paid. Um, and nobody really wants him. And uh, you know what I would do? I'd go to China. No, he's not doing that. I don't Seriously. Think. Like, he could become like a, he, he can make $47 million a year over in China. I know, but he's yeah. too close with his family and friends. Yeah. Well, they yeah, can move too. Happening. He's not no, Stefan Marbury. No, his, his, his family in LA is like really meaningful to him. I, no. I, he's a family. He'd guy. rather. How about Israel? Away. Would he consider Israel? Israel <laughs> no. a good place to play no. ball? I mean, I think it's a good place to play ball, but I, like, he's got three kids here, and his family's all here in L.A. All right, and, like, well, they learn Mandarin. What can like, I tell you? Paul George was already sending him text messages the other night, like, come play for us. Now, does Paul George have the authority and the juice to get that done? I don't know. I certainly I don't know what Ty, so. I don't know what so Ty Lue would say about that. I don't know what the Clippers front office would say about that. Do it. But do it, that would be a delicious storyline oh. for the hallway series. Oh, delicious is right. What a word. That would be delicious. Come on. Uh. I dare you, Clippers. I dare you. But it's also very low risk, right? Like, give it a shot. If it doesn't if you're work them, out, it you is low yeah. risk. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally low, low risk. risk. Miami, I feel like, you know, nah. a couple other names out there. Dallas. I feel like him and Jimmy Butler will, I mean, that's not going to work. I, hmm. You have too many guys that can't shoot there, then, if that's the case. They need some offense. Jimmy yeah, needs some help. They need some guys that can shoot. Jimmy needs some help. Kyle's hurt and ineffective at this point, and, you know. You know what? Maybe it doesn't work out in one place and another team buys him out and brings him in there. Like yeah. maybe he can go to two or three. I mean, look, Isaiah Thomas was a very similar type situation. Like he kept getting chances of places because he's a good guy and he and it, you bring him in and he's a bucket, right? Now, doesn't play much defense. And he needs the ball and if you have a young team, you don't really want to give all that, but he's a he's a bucket. And so like he kept getting a lot of chances. I I think Russell gets some chances here. We'll see. I I He's so hard to fit onto your team, and he's such a big presence. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. All right. Crosstalk presented by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Sedano, Cappy, they're coming up next. Andy, Ramona, seeing y'all later. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall.
ConstantContact.com. Bing, bada, ding, bada, ba, pick a doom, bada, ba, bada, ba, pick a doom, bada, ba, bada, ba, pick a doom. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling it today, George Sedano. You are? Yeah. What are you feeling? It. What does it feel like? Feels great. Yeah? Feels phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. You want to know why I'm feeling it today, George? Why is that? I feel like you and I, this entire week, have not done one thing. There, there's Talk about one the Super thing. Bowl? Yeah, right. You nailed it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Well, like, yeah. It, it is truly an unbelievable thing. George, in 1997, yeah. I went to my very first Super Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been to every Radio Row Super Bowl week sans the Super Bowl in 2012 New York City. So yeah. think about that. 25 years. Been to 24 yeah. of them. This year, yeah. had no interest in going, and the LeBron story earlier in the week, the trade deadline later in the week, we get to yeah. Friday, George, and you and me have not even talked about the Super Bowl. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with because, to be honest, it's just priorities, you know? It's the way it works. And honestly, thank God, I don't miss Radio Row for one bit. I don't either. I have to admit. I mean, it. you went there last year. Like you I did. Can we? Wait a can, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No. 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 Last year, I said to you, "Yeah, bro, you really want to go to Radio Row? We had this conversation on the air. You're like, but why don't you want to go? Right. And I'm like, bro, it's so played out. It's so tired. Right. And. You dragged Lindsay there last year uh, by yourself because I wouldn't go. Wait a second. Hold on. Just just let's get some confirmation here. Lindsay. Or whenever it was. It was last year, right? Wait, last yeah. time out. You wanted to drag me along. And then, you know, after talking to the boss, we we're like, no, nah, you know, this is just not necessary. Cappy's going to go for the Cappy cast. And and then I think you may have done one of our shows from there. You did. Was, you totally yeah. did one of your one of our yeah. one of our shows from there. I don't. And think I remember I did. because I think you did. When did Lindsay go to the convention center with you? That you almost broke your leg. Well, <laughs> well, that was a night that Lindsay and I decided to go over and do some like social media videos, and I almost broke my leg. But I will tell you this: um, I I think last year I finally just decided. You know what? I'm done with Radio Row, and I'll just say Thank this: God, I I I drove around a lot this week. Mm. And I listened to um, Sirius, and I listened to the Mad Dog channel on Sirius, and every single interview is exactly the same. Now, when you're in our business, you go because you see people in the industry. I'm, o- I'm over that part of it, too. But um, I listened this week, and I'm like, did I really put listeners through this for the last 20 years? Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. I did. And you wanted to put me through it last year. Yeah. Well, it was, but, but hold on. In fairness... That was because the Super Bowl was in L.A. So what? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Even easier the that they, people can come to us. They were literally right down the street. Yeah. But I will well, say, Cappy, I don't think you actually did a show for us there. I, I don't think so. No, he did. He no, did you do did. one, I think. Really? He did do one. I'm trying to defend yeah. you, because no, I don't think you did. No, you're, you're you right, Laura. And the reason, the reason I, I know you that you're right. I think you did it for the Cappy cast only. Yeah, but I know. He did one show for sure. I did not. And the reason I know that you're right, Laura is because I couldn't get the connection I was going to say the Comrex or something. Like, right. you couldn't get it to work. Well, it was it was that they didn't have the lines actually active at the Capicast table. You know? Because I didn't uh, pay for it. Yeah, yeah but he, then I exactly. thought you wouldn't use somebody else's. Nah. Remember? You did use somebody else's. Yes, I don't did. remember. You did. You did. Oh, you I totally to did. Now. You told it. That, that is true, Lindsay. Well, well if you guys somebody else. Else's somebody line. do some homework. Somebody research I'm, this. I'm looking it up right now. No, right. we do. Dead Meow will have this in right. 20 minutes. I really didn't think. I remember. Dead Meow will go back through the podcast in 20 minutes and find it. I remember you You were too cheap to pay. And you didn't want to do that. You were definitely too cheap to pay. And then right? you were like, oh, screw, we're just not. But you only did the Cappy cast. So, Cappy, for this one, I'm on your side. Hey, I, girl. I just hope you're right, man. No, but he bummed it. He, he did bum somebody else's thing. No, Damn I tried it, to bum. I tried to bum somebody's line. But I didn't bum I it, I don't think. But I'll tell you guys this. Let me, let me just tell you guys something that's very exciting. You ready? While it is true that the four of us this week have spent more time on the big story locally, LeBron. Yeah. And then the and really Westbrook. big yeah. uh, right and then the big story of the trade deadline and Russ and all the drama and everything else. Guys, you remember during the season we would have this uh caller call in 
and give us their Super Bowl prediction with scores with an opportunity right. and there's to win four a million people dollars. In, the, in the mix right now for a million dollars. Right. So if you remember, George, early in the season, people would call the show. We'd say, hey, we got this guy from this part of town. Tell us who you're picking. And in the early part of the season, first six, eight weeks of the season, I got the Rams versus the Bills, and here's my score prediction. And then as the season went on, remember I would say to everybody, "What? Well, don't pick the Rams. Like, come on, man. Like, get with it, right? We have four people. George, let me run these scores by you. Mm-hmm. We have four people that have a chance to win a million dollars this weekend. Mm-hmm. We have a gentleman by the name of Aaron Joya. This person on October 3rd picked Philadelphia 24, Kansas City 23. What do you think about that prediction, George? What do you think? Did you about ask that? me a question? Yeah, I asked. What yeah. do you think about that? <laughs> what do I think about that? 24, I think 23. That you like that I'm... prediction? I mean, yeah. I actually okay. picked 26, 24 on Around the Horn today. Okay. Here, listen to this. So it's close enough. Okay, listen to this. Spencer Gonzalez on October Mm -hmm. 31st said Kansas City 24, Philadelphia 17. I mean, yeah. I mean, low scoring. I could see that. You know, why not? Okay, listen to this. Cesar Zamora on November 28th picked Philadelphia 21, Kansas City 17. Mm -hmm. And lastly, also on November 28th, right here on Sedano and Cap, George Duarte Picked Philadelphia 24, Kansas City 17. George, Lindsay Baseball, unique. Do you guys understand that one of these four people mm-hmm. has a completely legitimate shot to win a million dollars from our radio station mm-hmm. this Sunday? That's amazing. Yes, I understand that. I, I, I didn't know if, I didn't know if you understood one, that. I think George is the one who said that he would split it with me if he won. George Duarte? I think so. I could be wrong. (laughs) I mean, guys, Philadelphia 24-17 over Kansas City, that's that's like a real possibility. First, you got the two right teams. Well, I would say all of them are real possibilities. Absolutely. 100%, dude. We might honestly give somebody a million dollars this upcoming Super Bowl Sunday. So crazy. Yeah. That's cray-cray is what that is. Now, were those people all on our show? No, uh, Aaron Joya was on Travis and Sliwa. Spencer mm-hmm. Gonzalez was on Mason in Ireland. Caesar Zamora was on Travis and Sliwa. And George Duarte, the one we're all probably cheering for, was on yeah. He was on with Sedano and Cap. Well, then I'm rooting for George Duarte. I'm with George and rooting for George. Yeah, Jorge he's, Duarte. He's got Philadelphia go. 24-17. Damn there it. You go. I think Dude, it's Chiefs. that's insane. This could actually really happen. This is one of those contests that you put on there and you're like, this is yeah. one in five billion. Well, now it's yeah. down to four people that have the two right teams oh, and have scores that are close. Cappy. Tell me. Cappy. So yeah. Lindsay sent us, now I'm doing homework too. Okay, what happened? Lindsay sent us a rundown, and yeah. it does say that you talked to Diplo. Right. So she was right as far as you want to Radio Row, but you did not do a show for us on nope. Radio Row because I have a picture of us in the studio that day, you rocking the Los Bukis jacket. So I was right. You did yes. not. It says. It says on the last segment of the day, Cap explains why he didn't actually broadcast from Radio Row today. Oh, and Lindsay and Nora were yeah. right because you couldn't you were get there, the You were there for the yeah. Cappy cast because yeah. I was too cheap to buy the lines. You were yeah. cheap. Yeah. Which kind of vibes, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's so it all, totally it should on have brand. made sense from the beginning. Right. Yeah. I mean, you guys should have uh, known Speaking from of the brands. Beginning. Yeah. Speaking of brands, it is a Bud Light Football Friday here on 710. Get you pumped up for what's on tap for. Super Bowl Sunday, presented by Bud Light. Make Bud Light your game day beer. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Must be 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. So coming up next, Cappy, let's get into said Super Bowl instead of uh, just kind of lamenting that you were at Radio Row or not at Radio Row. Me and Diplo are now tight. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) not the case. But um, let's talk talk about this game. I want to get into kind of the keys to this game. Let's do it. Let's get hokey. Let's get football-y. Let's get dorky. Let's do all of it. Let's get all the ease in. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Oh, come on now. Now, do you enjoy this one more or Lauren Hill? I'm going to say I like the Fuji's version. Because I like when they uh, say two times, you know, I like that. I think it's one time. One time, two times. Isn't it two times? Great original, though. Yeah. Isn't the Fuji's two times? Two times. <laughs> the things that you get caught up about, Cappy. <laughs> I think it is two times. It's two times. Isn't it two times? Or is it one time? Is it only one, one time? time? Two times, one times, sometimes, all the times, most of the times. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I think it's Come both on. one time and two times. Oh, really? Well, I know he definitely says one time. One time. I think, yeah. Two times. Ten times. I don't know how many times. I don't believe he says. I mean, I, I don't remember. Oh, he does say two times. Two times. He does. Look, I'm looking at the, the lyrics? lyrics right here. But he says one time first. One time. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Right. Turn it up. Strumming my pain with his fingers. Two times. There you go. One time. With his words. Two times. There you go, Gap. There you go. Give it to me, Wycliffe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anywho, Cappy. Talk to me. All right. Go ahead, football guy. Give me the keys right now. Chiefs. Eagles. Laura, give me some NFL music. Give me some football music. Get people ready for football. Football, football. is happening. Football. We need football. football. I need tackling sounds. I need touchdown passes. I need grunting. I need, you know, whatever. Kicking. All the stuff that happens. There you go. Football. Just like that. Right. Nice. Go ahead. Keys. Go. Keys. I really have one major key to this entire game. Hut, hut, hut. And they're, they're both sort of interconnected. Okay. I am going to take a stab here mm. that Patrick Mahomes and this ankle sprain is nowhere close to 100%. Now, he's superhuman, and we saw what he did in the AFC Championship game. However, mm -hmm. However. the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles is significantly better than that of the Cincinnati Bengals. And when you look at all the stats on the defensive side, particularly the sacks totals, you know, uh, Javon Hargrave with 11 during the regular season, Hassan Reddick with 16, Josh Sweat with 11 sacks, uh, Brandon yeah. Graham with 11 sacks, Fletcher Cox from the interior part of the defensive line, seven sacks, Milton Williams with four sacks. I mean, the list goes on and on of guys who put pressure on the quarterback. So to me... This game comes down to if Mahomes is, let's say he's 75% and Philadelphia can move him around, put pressure on him, hit him, sack him, I, I think that's how Philadelphia wins this game. Yeah, I think they got to protect. I don't think that's the only way they win this game, but they got to certainly Kansas City has to protect Mahomes. But the keys to Kansas City are this protect Mahomes. So I'm with you there. Okay. And run the ball. Because if you run the ball, you're giving, uh, you, if you run the ball effectively, you're able to extend drives and keep Mahomes upright. So I think that that are the keys for Kansas City, which obviously, conversely, for Philadelphia is to put pressure on him. But I think offensively for Philadelphia, there's two things that stand out immediately to me. If you look at the big difference between Jalen Hurts this past season and the season before that when they made the playoffs, is that. Jalen Hurts can push the ball down the field in a big way this season. He had, I want to say, easily double-digit passes or touchdown passes this season um, of 20 yards or more in the air. 
And that's because he's got not only Devontae Smith, right? But he's got Devontae Smith and he's got A.J. Brown. So while A.J. Brown has not performed great during the postseason thus far, hasn't even accumulated more than 50 yards, they're both big play threats. So for me, the Eagles, for them to win, clearly defense is going to matter and putting pressure on Mahomes, but they're going to have to do what's worked for them all season, which is get the ball down the field. And we saw in that game against the Niners, obviously the Devontae Smith one should have probably been called back. But nonetheless, that's kind of the big key to them. The other key, Cappy, for them is they've had 25 fourth down conversions this season. They have been incredible at converting fourth downs. That's the most in 45 seasons. And I feel like that will be a key factor in trying to keep the ball away from Mahomes and that prolific offense. So to me, those are the keys for the Eagles and, yeah. of course, the keys for the Chiefs. Yeah, for Philadelphia, listen, Jalen Hurts, what's so great about this kid is that he threw for 3,700 yards this year, 22 touchdowns, only six interceptions. But he also ran the ball 165 times for 760 yards and averaged almost, almost five yards per carry. Here's my point. If I'm Philadelphia, the one thing I want to do is, with my offense, I want to control the clock. I want to control time of possession. I want to make sure that we don't turn the ball over, keep Mahomes off the field. The flip side is what I started with, which is put pressure all over Mahomes, hit him, hurt him. And when I say hurt him, I don't mean like intentionally hurt him. I just mean like make it so that his ankle hurts and he can't move the way he could in the AFC Championship game. The difference is, though, and the problem probably for Philadelphia is, is that as cold as it was in Kansas City that day and the way he was able to move, it's in a controlled environment on Sunday. And so th this, this to me, this game is a toss-up. It's why Philadelphia is a point-and-a-half favorite. But I am rooting for Philadelphia. So that's, that's kind of where my – I don't really have like a horse in the race or a dog in the fight or any other cliche you can come up with to say that I don't have a rooting interest, but I'm rooting for Philadelphia. You have a rooting interest here, George? Not really. I mean, I'd like to see Mahomes win only because I feel like we're eventually going to crown him as one of the greatest ever, and I think that this will just expedite that process, particularly if he does it on one leg. Um, but to your point, you look at a guy like Hassan Reddick, who has been one of the most menacing players in the NFL this year defensively, uh, ranks top two in both pass rush win rate, uh, which is basically beating his man and putting pressure on the quarterback, and then, of course, sack percentage and sack rate. So... Um, yeah, they're menacing defense. I don't think there's any doubt. But uh, Mahomes is also as good at getting rid of the ball as quickly as possible in this league. He's been great outside the pocket, inside the pocket. He's become a complete player, Patrick Mahomes. He's no longer the guy that just creates off of uh, you know chaos, basically. So I I'm a big believer that this could be the coming out party for Mahomes in a lot of ways. It reminds me of two guys, Cappy. It reminds me of, remember when Ben Roethlisberger won that first Super Bowl? And he kind of actually didn't play well. I think that it game was, was uh, in, against Jerome Bettis's uh, game yeah. in Detroit, right? Yeah. And the defense played well. And that game was also mired in controversy uh, with the officials because some people felt like Seattle got gypped in that game with Matt Hasselback. And I feel like Heinz he Ward made a big play and scored a touchdown like in the corner of the end zone. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. So that Ben Roethlisberger did not play well and then had to play better in the next game. If you look at Patrick Mahomes. He actually hasn't hasn't played all that well in the Super Bowl. Um, he he's had very pedestrian numbers in these games compared to what we're used to seeing from him. So I, I think he needs kind of one of those moments to really kind of. He doesn't need it for me, but you know how people are. They're like, well, you know, he's kind of. If he has another bad game, he's like, well, you know, he's had three kind of bad to mediocre games in the Super Bowl. It kind of reminds me also a little bit of Steph Curry and what we just went through with him in the finals last year, where everybody was like, well, you know, he doesn't have the finals MVP. You know, some of us around here would just talk about mouthpieces, um, nonetheless. But uh, he, he also didn't have the <laughs> didn't have the uh, the Finals MVP, and then he got a Finals MVP by literally going nuclear against the Celtics. So I think for Mahomes, this could be one of those signature moments if he wins and has a good game. I think it's it, it especially if he does it and has a, a pretty good game on one leg again. I'll that you, thing man, to I, me there, is legendary. There was a there was a great article today in the LA Times and when I say that, understand what I'm saying. I didn't pick up a newspaper. I wasn't holding some old school newspaper. I wasn't getting my hands dirty with ink. I don't want you to think I'm some boomer, Lindsay. Okay? I was reading the online version. There was a great article today with the question, why was Patrick Mahomes so overlooked coming out of high school? And it just really goes back to his high school days in Texas 
and you know being a young guy playing safety being a great athlete and the, the, the school already having quarterbacks and system guys and it was a really interesting read today if you're wondering like how did Patrick Mahomes how come he wasn't like some superstar high school guy five-star recruit you know could have gone anywhere he wanted to so yeah. I thought that was interesting but I will just say this I love the Jalen Hurts story for a guy to go to Alabama to be an established star, a champion, a, a, a decorated All-American, to have his coach pull him and bench him before a national championship game for a young freshman who then goes on to complete the game, win it, and then to be a great teammate. We just saw Russell Westbrook be a terrible teammate. To be a great teammate, stand on the sideline, wait your time, and then never cause a problem, only to leave and go to Oklahoma and have another monster year not be a first-round draft choice, second round, and and now have the Eagles in the Super Bowl this early in his career. I love the Jalen Hurts story. I like the Nick Sirianni story. He's only a second-year head coach. Okay, we save some of those stories that you like for the rest of the show. we got two and a half more oh, hours I, there. Don't worry, Cowboy. i got plenty of more stories. Okay, like. Don't you worry about that. it, pal. Tell Thank us you. a story about how you're going to Yamava to have a big party. Oh, dude, this is going to be so amazing. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I'm caught in a hit and run. Mm-mm-mm. Straight up now tell me if you want to be you and me together. Uh, 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 uh. When I'm just having fun. Standing still. I'm looking for, waiting for some. Small clues, Cappy. I feel like we've had this conversation, but check me on this. Isn't this the video where she's got the Pink Panther dancing around with her? Nope. No, wrong no, no. song. Oh, what song this was, was that? This was the original song that put her on the map. Oh, what song was that? This one? is the one the Arsenio. Panther. I want to say Arsenio Hall pops in this video. Oh, really? Pretty sure. He, he ain't the Pink Panther. Yeah, pretty sure Arsenio Hall in this video. What's up, Arsenio? Shout out, my man. Arsenio, shout out to Arsenio. I love Arsenio. Uh, Arsenio uh, came on the show one time with me and Trudell many years ago. And uh, invited us to one of his comedy shows at the Hermosa Beach Comedy Club. And we went and he gave us great tickets and it was a blast. And he, uh, he and I occasionally communicate on social media. How nice. Uh, yeah, I love Arsenio. Uh, and I love that he's still out there grinding. You know what I mean? Like for as big a star as he once was in movies and talk shows. And I assume he made a fortune. Um, but still out there doing stand up in, in clubs, which I love. So, way to go, Arsenio. Shout well, out. Well, I think all the, all these comedians, man, they pop in there all the oh, time. Oh, they love you it. I mean? they, they love yeah. the small club feel, you know? I mean, yeah. even like a Chris Rock can play to 20,000, but if you if you take him to the comedy store on Sunset, he'd be like, yeah, this is, this is what I love to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cappy, so Anthony Davis. Do we have the Anthony Davis sound of Anthony Davis talking about uh, why he was uh, not engaged during the uh, the LeBron James shot or whatever, do we have that? Because I know there's the quotes, but do we have the the audio? Yes, no, no. I think no? we just have. I think we just have the quotes. Really? Okay. Um, well, Anthony Davis basically said that he said that he was just pissed that they were losing the game. How dare he? Um, I mean, I I don't I don't think that that was. The only reason, um, as we've now found out yesterday, but I do think that um, that that certainly is a plausible explanation, too, is what I would say. Laura, you said we, we have the sound. I have an 18 second clip if you want to hear it. Let me hear Anthony Davis. Let's see what he's saying here. Excited about the game. 
I mean, we're losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder a game we needed, and I was pissed off that we were losing. It's that simple. I mean, it's nothing had to do with, with Braun. He knows that. I mean, everybody else outside looking in, that's their opinion, but I was pissed off that we were losing. Well, that's me. That's me. I'm one of those guys that's on the outside looking in with an opinion. And um, when when you don't know what the answer is, you start to do some mind reading and you start to try and figure it out. And you try and say, well, his body language is saying this to me. And, um, you know, listen, George, I, I understand being upset because, look, we, we talked about this on Tuesday going into the game. Yeah, we all wanted to see LeBron break the record. But that was an important game that they needed to win. Based on where Oklahoma City was in the standings, based on the Lakers where they were, they, they needed to win that game. And Darvin said after the game, nobody really cared about winning the game. Everybody just wanted to get this LeBron thing over with. And so I understand if Anthony Davis was upset about what was happening in the game, but he was the only one apparently because everybody else was celebrating LeBron. I mean, Darvin Ham didn't say it like that, though. Um, I mean, if we went back and we listened to his post-game press conference, it's, I'm not that far off. I mean, I'm not trying to exaggerate it. He was, what he was saying was, we were all caught up in trying to get this thing over with, and it, it, it became more of a priority, unfortunately, than winning the game became, was. I mean, that, that's really what he said, you know? And, and Anthony Davis now, to me, in some ways, is doing a little bit of damage control because the media, they were kind of, they were like, well, hey, what was the reason? He's like, no, nah, man, I don't want to talk about that. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people have you know, thoughts. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about it. And I remember one of the media guys was like, well, I don't think that. Just so you know, Anthony, I don't, I don't think that. But a lot of people do. And then Anthony Davis started to open up a little bit. Like, yo, man, we got to win this game. We're playing Oklahoma City at home. That sucks. That's why I was so pissed off. So I, well, I that and Russ was acting like, you know, apparently in the locker room, according to reports. I know, but still, and- I mean, why, why would Anthony Davis, why should he let, why should he let that get in the way? Because can we agree that he didn't really play very well and he didn't look very engaged from the beginning, right? Um, yeah, but that happens to him all the time. Like, I don't think that that's like, you, you're the first one to say he fades or he looks in and out of games all the time. So... Like, you think that that's, like, a new thing? Um, you know, look, I'll just say this. Anthony Davis, I, I just want him to do one thing. Go back to who he was before he got hurt this year. He was a dominating force. And remember the, the whole conversation we were having that LeBron says he's got to be the number one option? Remember that? Mm-hmm. He got to go back to being that. If, if this team is going to go on any kind of a run... They need him to go back to being that guy. And he hasn't been that guy since he's been back from injury. Am I wrong? Uh, he's played well, but I don't think he's... He's certainly not the guy that's scoring 40 or 50 points a game, no. Right. But maybe uh, he's still hurt. I mean, is that possible? Of course it's possible. With Anthony yeah. Davis, that's always possible, of course. But, I mean, if you're going to tell me that you're upset because the team is losing, okay, I'll buy that. That, that, that seems reasonable. Right. If you're going to tell me that you're moping... Because Russ is behaving like a jerk. Okay, maybe a little of that, but my man, you are a star. You are a professional. And if you were so upset about this team playing poorly and losing the game, then bro, go off. Do something about it. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, you were like one step away from calling, saying to check himself, basically. I mean, I'm that close, George. Yeah. I'm that close to, to telling Anthony Davis on that night. Yeah. May have needed to check himself. I and mean, what did you think about his comments? I mean, I didn't buy it. We talked about it today on ATH. I was, I just said what I said already. Like that, yeah. I mean, I think he was just more fed up with the situation. Uh, I think that's an easy, like that's plausible deniability because who wouldn't, who would question him when you say that? But when there's already reporting out there that says otherwise, then, um, you know, by trusted source, uh, trusted reporters, then you know, you kind of, kind of know what's going on. You know what I mean? But are, I, are you saying that? I mean, that he, and again, by the way, it doesn't have to be just one thing, to be honest with you. It could he could be telling the truth. I'm sure that's part of it. But there's more to the story, clearly. So I think what we're getting at is, though, is that number one, he says he was upset because the team was losing. Right. Which is certainly plausible. No doubt. Okay. But but number two is 
Russ is being such a pain in everybody's ass that he's just over it. Like, I'm, I'm over all this. Like, when, when, like, is this over yet? Like, are we serious with this? Are we still doing this? Yeah, yes. But, but you know what? I'll tell you this right now. He will regret that he is captured Cappy. on video. Cappy, you, you've literally been through a divorce, right? Yeah. Like at some point, when you keep going back to the table to argue about the saucer uh, and the coffee cups, like you're probably going again. We're doing this again. Like we're still here. We're, what are we doing here? Why did you have to bring up something so painful for me? But it, it's real, right? Consider, like, considering that I'm that I'm divorced since 2019, and yet again, even this week, George Sedano, you're opening up wounds and you're pouring down salt because I'm even still dealing with it. Four years after the fact, just this week, why are you hurting me like this, George? I'm, well, this is why I won't buy you a Lomi for your daughter, because she may take it. Oh, no, she's not taking that. She's not taking that. Get me that Lomi. I want my daughter wants to do, what do they call that? that composting. Process? Composting. My daughter wants yeah. to compost. Yeah, but, you know, like if I get it for her, is she going to want it? I can't, I'm not giving her a Lomi. Your Lomi that you gift my daughter I will, I will die fighting for that Lomi. You understand me? You feel me? Ain't you know no ex-wife taking my Lomi. You know who I, what I'm not feeling? I'm not feeling Rui as much anymore. Rui. Rui has not? been... Mm, he's had some... Ga- like, this is what I was trying to tell people. Like, it's a nice addition, but he's, you know, he's got... He's not like this super complete player. Like, he's going to have games where he kind of... Like, yesterday was a game. I was like, oh, Rui, big game. On again, no LeBron. All these guys are missing. This is a Rui game. No, nada. And you know he's got the the hands. I don't love the hands. Um, but, but he's not a I'm, star. You know what I mean? I gotta like, see. Right, I get it. But he's supposed to be a starting caliber player, and I don't know if he is. Okay, interesting. So not I'm, a star. I'm, I gotta see more. I gotta but, see more. From but Rui. maybe not even a starting caliber guy. I'm. I need to see more to make that determination. But I don't love. I, I, he's had a couple games, and then there's, but the majority of the games, I'm like, mm, yeah, I, yeah. Well, when they got him, it was just everybody's just excited. They're like, look what they did. They added some height and some length. They got yeah. something that the roster desperately needs. But yeah, I mean, he's he's no star. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 